0: Hi everybody, I'm currently working on finishing up next week's show, and I should have that out by next Thursday or at the latest Saturday. But for today I have a bonus show for you. This past Monday, I had the opportunity to visit the Black Cat Lounge Radio Hour on Para X Radio with the Reverend Tim Shaw. He has a wonderful program, and I thought I'd share the interview we had here on the podcast. Brightest blessings, and enjoy the show.
1: with Marla Brooks, and let's start Stirring the Cauldron together on Para-X.
2: Stirring the Cauldron with Marla Brooks, Thursdays at 9 o'clock on Para-X.
0: Hello, this is Tara.
2: Hello, this is Joe. We are the editors of VisionsMagazineOnline.com.
3: The premier source of paranormal reporting based in Pittsburgh,
0: Pennsylvania.
2: Direct and in-depth interviews and film reviews that you will find nowhere.
0: We have exclusive YouTube broadcasts, Rate the Psychic and Ask the
2: Shaman. We ask the questions that no one else will, and we get you the answers first. Come
0: and explore the paranormal with us here at (laughs) visionsmagazineonline.com.
3: Hey, how about this? Music CDs that surround you in quantum fields of healing energy. That's right. It's called Super Quantum Tone Technology. And what it does is repattern the negative beliefs and trap subconscious energy that has been sabotaging your quality of life. It's a quick, easy, and inexpensive way to help change the things you want to change about your life. These music CDs can help you with relationship problems or prosperity and abundance. They can help you clear emotional issues or sharpen your mental clarity or get rid of stress, anxiety, and depression. They can even help with degenerative diseases like cancer. There are so many to choose from, and all you have to do is press play. The benefits are remarkable, and they're pleasant to use. The healing energies are blended with music and nature sounds to create a vibrational medicine in the form of audio CDs. There are CDs for weight loss, stopping smoking, faster healing after surgery, deep sound sleep, stress relief, abandonment issues, and breaking free from addictions. Visit the website to listen to them and learn more at www.diamondcrystalmusic.com. Where you will also find healing music solutions for hypertension, overwhelm, rejuvenation, longevity, loneliness, feelings of guilt, boosting your immune system, and much more. Visit www.diamondcrystalmusic.com. That's diamondcrystalmusic.com.
2: The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of ParaX, its affiliates, or its sponsors. People to another Monday edition here at the Black Cat Lounge, where the elite meet next to the transfer station. And I am your most congenial host, the Reverend Tim Shaw. And wasn't it just great to see the sun today, gang? I mean, really, with so many days of gloom here in the Western New York area, a little sun will make us all go a little bit crazy. And because of that, my friends, we're celebrating here in the lounge crazy from the sun night. Yes, you heard it. We are all crazy from the sun. I even think the top of my head got a little bit of sunburn today. So anyone who stops by tonight wearing the loudest Hawaiian shirt ever known to man will receive free admission. Our intrepid doorman Bobcat is leaving. (laughs) is leading the pack oh my god as he is wearing a yellow black and bright neon green shirt that sort of makes him look a little bit about the largest pineapple in the world so if you (laughs) so just as a warning my friends please bring your sunglasses when showing your id to bobcat and remember only you can prevent Blindness. So wear those sunglasses as you walk in the door. Wild Woman Prison Lisa and the adorable Marla Brooks are serving drinks once again. And ladies, I see that you have toned it down a little bit, wearing matching green Hawaiian shirts and hula babes all printed on them. That's pretty cool. And Marla, well... She completed her outfit with six-inch platform shoes and a huge Karma Miranda fruit basket interwoven in her hair. Oh, my Lord. Now, that is a first. Not only does she mix the drinks here, but she also just has to reach up and take out the garnish from the top of her head. I have to ask her, how she is really balancing that pineapple on her head must be some sort of trade secret. What? A lot of bobby pins? I believe it. And Mary G., woman of extreme mystery. <laughs> Whoa, I just had a. I think that was a Freudian slip. Mary G., woman of extreme mystery, <laughs> prepares to, <laughs> is preparing to seat you. I want to just let everyone know that we've had to take up a collection for her recently with all the snow that has fallen near her house. Well, she was hit on the head with an icicle, which is absolutely no laughing matter. So, we here at the lounge, we've taken up a collection and we took a trip down to the Washington Street surplus store and bought her. Yes, we bought her an old army helmet for when she goes out taking a walk. Now remember, Mary, it is far better to be safe than sorry, so always wear that helmet no matter where you are. Now, let me tell you about our drink special. Because we're all crazy from the sun, it is Serengeti Sunshine Twist Night, and that is made with light cream, diced oranges, orange juice, white rum, and trickle set. It is lightly blended and served on crushed ice and garnished with Mintleys. I'm sorry. I just saw some people walk in the door. <laughs> I thought Bobcat was bright. <laughs> oh, man, where's the battery pack, guys? <laughs> and remember, if you want to find out more about what's going on at the Black Cat Lounge, check out our website at com. Now, we also do have a new uh, fan site uh, at Facebook, and just type in Black Cat Lounge, hit enter, and we're the one with the radio. Uh, with the radio paraphernalia sitting on the desk. So the other one, I'm not quite sure where it'll, where it'll take you. So just be very, very careful. And as always, we are a family-orientated establishment. So, well, except for Marla sometimes, but that's another story. To hear past best show, best shows, head on over to www.blackcatpodcast.com. Com. And before we go on and bring our guest on tonight, I have a couple tip of the martini glasses that I'd like to give away. And the first one is definitely going to go out to author and haunted survivor Bill Bean. He's got a new book out called Delivered, and it's going to be on the shelves very, very soon. As many of you know, uh, Bill survived many years of spiritual torment and family problems due to a demonic entity, and he wrote about it in his first book, Dark Source. It seems that his mom really was the one that was affected, and uh the family became divided and it is pretty it, it 's a pretty intense story uh they did i believe they did make a uh, uh an interpretation of it on haunted which i 'll be honest with you most of them are not even close to where they should be well anyway you know. What was really nice is that he included yours truly in his acknowledgments, which is very, very humbling. So thank you again, Bill. And if you'd like to find out more information on his books, just go to his website at www.billbean.net. Our next tip of the martini is heading out to tarot reader Paul Gipp, who was featured in the Buffalo News this past Saturday. He is the author of the really great book, Tarot for Common Folks. And I, you know... I've always told him in the past, good things happen to nice people, and he's really one of the nicest people I know out there. So if you'd like to contact him for a reading, he's available through Strange Brew, located in Kenmore, New York, and you can call them at 716-871-0282. I've had a couple readings done by him, and I can honestly recommend them. So go and uh, enjoy it. I would also like to mention that there are a few tickets left for the Sinful Sweets and Scented Spirits Gallery reading event that I... And Glenn White will be hosting at the Iron Island Museum, and that will be held on April 11th. Now, I just want to let everyone know that if you come down there, Glenn and I make absolutely no money on this. 100% of the proceeds are going uh, right to the museum. Uh, They're going to replace their roof, so we're helping to raise money by doing this. Now, gallery reading is an old style of uh, reading, and you know what? I mean, everybody sees John Edwards or Sylvia Brown do it. You know what, guys? We've been doing this a long time. It's part of our religious services, actually. Uh, Right in the middle of our services, we uh, do usually have... uh, mediums that come up and bring through messages. Now, we're going to add a little twist to it. We're going to go old school, and I'm talking heavy, heavy old school. We're going to do something that's called flower readings, and that's where we allow spirit messages to flow by focusing on the vibrations of flowers. Of course, those who receive the readings will also receive those flowers. So come on down, guys. Seating is limited. Cost is 25 bucks. 25 bucks, guys. I mean, it's a great evening. Come on down. We're going to have desserts, we're going to have sweets, and you're going to have spirits. So you can purchase these tickets by going to www.ironislandmuseum.com. And also, on April 21st, I will be teaching a class in dowsing. Learn what dowsing is all about. I mean, really... All we think about dowsing is there's only two things that we use dowsing for that we know of. Finding water and talking to spirits. Well, let me tell you something. Most of the modern paranormal investigations uh, investigators out there don't know how to do it correctly. I'm going to come right out there and say it. You know, you can send your cards and letters, but they really don't. And as a dowser, there's so much more to it than just these two facets. But, you know, we use the pendulum. Uh, we use... Well, we use map dials, and we, we use orometers. We use so many things. Come on down and learn how to do it without any paraphernalia, without a tool. You can do it without that. So, really, I think you guys will really get a great kick out of it. I think you guys will learn something. And, again, you can get more information if you go to the Iron Island Museum website, which is www.ironislandmuseum.com. Now, lastly, I'm going to be a guest this coming Thursday on the Bewitching Hour with Kimmy J. Hurd on the All Souls Paranormal Network. And we're going to be talking about past life readings. So check your listings for times in your appropriate hemispheres. (laughs) Yes, I want to say hello to all the soldiers out there who have uh, instant messaged me today and and have sent me emails over the past week. Those in Iraq, Afghanistan, Guam. uh, I know that there's a couple down at Fort Sherman and down in Panama. uh, A couple all in South America and... uh, uh, in uh, uh, up in germany so i really thank you guys for taking the time to write me and you guys are doing a great job and and god bless every every single one of you now before i bring up my guest tonight i just want to preface preface everything by saying a couple of years ago my wife bought me an ipod and you know what i'm i'm going to admit i had no real interest in it however that all changed when i discovered the world of podcasts podcasts are just probably one of the greatest things in the world because when i'm growing up i always wish that i had been able to go and save all these different shows and uh that i'd listened to on the radio so i will tell you honestly that one of the very first ones that i ever downloaded was a little podcast called a pagan heart in maine and i was like blown away by it uh the host of it played some great pagan music he also was really interested in working and talking about observations, just observations from his daily life. To me, that is probably one of the greatest things that a person can do. I mean, a lot of it it harkens back to my work with aboriginals, uh, aboriginal societies and spirituality and, and earth movements and earth, uh, 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 you know, loving the earth and, and and earth awareness and natural awareness. So... My friends, I want to talk to you and tell you and introduce you to, in my humble opinion, a real leader in the pagan society. Just to sit with him and hear his words, my friends, are a reward all in itself. And once again, he is probably one of the most popular pagan hosts of his genre. His uh, uh, He lives up in uh, Saco, Maine, and... Well, without further ado, everyone here at the Black Cat Lounge, please welcome Gray Wolf Moonsong. Hey, Gray Wolf, how you doing today?
0: I'm doing fine, thanks, And so Thank
2: you for having me on. Oh, it, the pleasure is mine. And you're just going to have to go and probably speak up a little bit because we're going to lose you uh, in, our, uh, in the mix here. But uh, let's just jump right in to what a lot of people want to know about. And as you know, I follow a rather eclectic path. And I'd like to know a little bit about how you really found your path in the community and within this spirituality.
0: Well, I I think it started... I mean, I I think I've known pretty much all my life that I had a pagan bent. I mean, I've always probably from the time that I really realized that. I was probably about eight years old and, um, it was one of those things that I just felt that there was more than just life out there. You know, there was more than, there had to be something more than just, you know, at that time, of course, getting up, going to school, you know. I, I felt that there was a spiritual connection somewhere out there. Um, and, I found that in nature as as a young kid. uh, I would go out in the woods and I felt closer to deity because I could see, the. I could look in the forest, I could see what the gods had created. Um, When I became a teenager, uh, I actually went the Christian route. I I, uh, started going to a Christian church. And the reason I did that is because I felt that was, I guess, at the time, uh, uh, an appropriate, quote, appropriate place to express the spirituality that I felt. And I was in, a, I was in the Christian community for quite a long time. I uh, went to a Christian college, uh, worked in various ministries, and it was probably, I'm going to say, close to about eight, ten years ago that I reached a point in my life that I realized that there was more than just the path that I was on. Um, I studied other paths. I, I had read up on, uh, uh, of course, various strands of paganism. Um, I've studied different cultures, uh, Greek cultures. Uh, I've studied uh, Wicca, um, Buddhism, uh, various just all different types of Eastern philosophies, uh, Native American, And the thing that I found in each of those paths was that there were common principles that crossed each other, you know, universal truths. And I guess my path, you know, I I reached a place about, about 10 years ago that I had to come to a conclusion that I wasn't just a Christian. I couldn't just call myself a Christian. Um, I couldn't just—I I couldn't call myself a Wiccan. I couldn't call myself any of these brands that we call a religion. And I found that where my my path lies is just basically calling myself a pagan and a witch. And the reason I do that is because my path has been derived from all the paths where where they cross. Where I find the truth that I live in my
2: life. I don't know if that makes any sense or not. Well, that makes perf- um, that makes perfect sense, Gray Wolf, because a lot of us have had similar, well, similar experiences because many of us have been brought up one way in one religion, following one organizational uh, dogma, and have not found.
0: Well,
2: it, it, and not and so yeah, ha- Exactly.
0: The thing. The thing that I found is is that, you know, and it goes back to the whole whole definitions of religion and spirituality. Religion is just the way that we as man find of expressing and worshipping and and expressing our spirituality. You know, it's the systems that we find that that we, we put together to draw ourselves closer to deity. Um... But what it boils down to is, is the universal truths behind that. It's not so much the the religion itself; it's, it's the spiritual truth behind that, that 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 makes up the basis that we build upon.
2: Exactly, exactly. But you know, Gray Wolf, too many people. I think they're afraid to change. I think they're afraid to go out. Uh, whether it's damnation, the hell, or 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 family or peer pressure i think that people sometimes live live with live with blinders on what would you what would you suggest what would you suggest to people that 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 are that are facing that type of problem hmm. that's a good,
0: that's a good question
2: that's a hard question um, i just got asked that the other day <laughs> that's why i'm going to give it to you <laughs>
0: Well, we've all been brought up in different situations. Uh, um, Many people have been brought up Christian and they've been brought up a certain way. I think it's natural. It's a natural desire to belong to something. I think that because, you know, we're all interconnected beings and yet we live alone. You know, we live in our own bodies. We live isolated by ourselves, yet we want to belong to something larger than ourselves, and I, I really do think that's the way a lot of religions are based, because you find other people who are, who believe what you believe, or have similar systems, and then a system becomes out of that. Um, I would say for anybody that is interested in, in finding out more, because, I uh, oh, how can I explain this? Um. Many of us have been brought up that we, we're, we're, we're sort of asleep. And what I mean by that is, is we wake up every day, we get up, we do the same things, we go to work, we come home, we go to bed. Um, a lot of times our spiritual life is the same way. You know, we get up, we um, go to church on Sunday, we listen to what a preacher or a priest has to say and we just soak it in, and we believe that as that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, And a lot of times, what you have to do is is you have to wake yourself up. You have to make yourself aware that there is more than just what a preacher or a priest says.
2: Exactly. There's
0: more than what any one religion says. Um, And I, I think the biggest problem that we have is that we get so we, we get so shut in this, this sleepwalking state that a lot of people find it very hard to wake up to become more it's about awareness it's about being aware of the world around you and being aware that there's a lot more than just one person's interpretation of rules that they've made on how to worship you.
2: Well, as you know, a lot of people didn't know that Gray Wolf called me yesterday, and we had a pretty deep discussion about this. And And I brought up something that in my old religion, uh, that being a modern spiritualist, I spoke with one of the administrators who was on the board. And she looked at me and she said, I am not a spiritual person. I am a spiritualist. And I was aghast at that because I thought to myself here 's a person who cares more about rules and regulations than the truth than what it means to be a truth seeker and you know gray wolf, I have to tell you too many people are asleep too many people miss the boat too many people and and Tom Brown jr. says it quite well. they walk around in coffins of flesh coffins of flesh right. because they don't because they're looking for somebody else to provide it for them when all they all they have to do is open their eyes, and reach forward.
0: Well, that's just it. You know, I, I think the biggest thing that, that I talk about and that I believe is that the relationship with deity is a very individual process. It's a very individual thing. Um, what one person says, or even, you know, if you take the, the big books, the Bible, the Quran. what one system teaches may not be what your relationship with deity should be. Um, and I I think what you have to do is, is you definitely have to look around and you have to know what you believe. You have to find out what you believe. And that involves, you know, visiting other churches, reading other books, talking with other people, um, it, 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 it involves connecting with others, because you take any book, any book, off of a shelf, and 90% of that book could be hogwash, but there may be one paragraph in that book that touches you, that speaks to you, that that makes sense to you, and that's what you need to take out of that and make a part of your life, and not just learn it, but actually practice it and actually live it. Um, so I, I would say, if anybody wanted to draw themselves closer to community, closer to God, you know, there there are Christians out there that that is what they believe, and that is great. If you know that's what you believe, and that you're not just listening to what someone else is telling you to believe, then that's great. That is what's drawing you closer to God. Um, if You are out in the woods and you see the cycles of nature around you and you find that that is what draws you closer to God. That is great, but it's very important that you as an individual know what you believe and know what you personally believe, not what anybody else does. You may find others that believe the same as you do, but it's important what your relationship to deity is.
2: I have to agree with you. But the important thing is, is something that you brought up was the fact that you have to be proactive in your search. And once again, too many people, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, I'll just lay this on the whole metaphysical community, the holistic communities, the paranormal communities, the pagan communities. Too many people want to be pablum fed. Nobody wants to take that initiative. They want to be handed the answer. Exactly. Great. Well how many how many books have you read? How many lectures have you attended? How many people have you talked to to get where you are today? Oh my goodness.
0: Hundreds, <laughs> yeah. hundreds. And you know I'm and I'm not there yet.
2: Exactly. I,
0: I I still listen to people. I um, one of the best things that I think is great is the fact that every week, you know, we talk about podcasts and I listen you, know, I, I listen to lots and lots of podcasts every week and there's new ones coming out every week. Because more and more people are finding something to say, and you know, somebody could take a podcast and they could say, "I get my spiritual wisdom from a talking Teddy Ruxpin Bell." You know what? I'm going to listen to him. (laughs) I I, I mean, I mean, I may think he's a raving loon, but I still want to hear what he has to say because there might be something about that. You know, Teddy Ruxpin Bell was one of the best toys of the 1980s. Who knows?
2: Hey, listen, you never know. You never know. Sometimes out of the mouth of babes come the most profound truths. <laughs>
0: well, I, I think it's, it's about connecting, it's about the connections that we make. Um, every person that we meet, every person that we see, part of us rubs off on them, part of them rubs off on us. Um, I believe in, in, in the interconnectivity of all things. I believe that there's synchronicity. There are, are are things that happen for reasons. You know, you meet people and you hear people because there's something that either you are supposed to learn or that you will give to that person. And um and and this just happens this, this is and this is a great way of living if, if you really wake up and see the world for what it is. Um a good example, you know, we, we just celebrated Valentine's Day. Um, I have the best wife in the world, and I met her seven years ago. Uh, she's wonderful. Uh, we have a roommate, um, and she she's a sister to me, and I love them both very much. And, you know, I look at my past, and everything, you know, you, you sit there and you ask, if there's anything that you could change in the world, would you do anything different? And I have to sit here and I have to say and and my past has been filled with good times and horrible times and tragedies and just there there have been times in my life that you know, I could sit there and say, Well, yeah, if I could change this, I would but then I look at where I am today and the synchronicity of us meeting me and my soulmate, my wife, meeting the way we did. If anything had happened any different we probably never would have met. If we had met 20 years earlier, we thought pro- we were at different points in our lives and we would not be the people we are. Um, so I think when, when you talk about the, the whole interconnectivity of all things and the synchronicity of all things, if, if people can get a grasp of that and understand that, that the people that you meet, the people that you hear for a reason, and if you actually take the time to listen and to connect connect with others that, that life really starts to, to work its way out and you really
2: start to understand things. Exactly. And, Grey Wolf, we're going to take a little break right now. We're going to bring in the melodious voice of that wonderful Alaskan, Michael Lauk, who is now, I believe, getting ready to uh, board his ferry to uh, take the long, arduous eight hour ride back to his house. And you're listening to the Parax Radio Network. This is the Black Cat Lounge. And I am, of course, your most congenial host, the Reverend Tim Shaw. And now,
0: the mental meanderings of Michael Lauch.
1: make the unknown known. It's an ongoing quest of a sort, a like-minded intention which has been shouted out into the vastness of this existence since the dawn of humanity. It's that curiosity that keeps us evolving at such alarming rates. It's an avalanche of knowledge that propels us ever forward into the unimaginable cosmos of our being. At times, there seems to be no limit to the direction and the distances that humanity can perceive into existence. But there are elements of our existence that we seem to overlook in our desperate attempt to understand the unknown. Elements of consciousness that far exceed what the physical body can comprehend. For example, if the universe does by chance extend forever, can we really understand what forever is if it has no end? On the other hand, if the universe does abruptly stop at some point, then what exists after it stops? And if nothing exists, can we truly appreciate what nothing is, what that unknown could be, when it does not exist? Non-existence, it would seem, is truly not something that we can understand in its entirety. For in such a case, entirety does not exist either, and so on. Humankind assesses the world around it and what we perceive as time as a series of beginnings and ends. And without these two particular viewpoints, we are often at a loss of understanding. And so we must then call upon our emotions of faith to help us understand and to cope with this unknown dilemma. The unknown I'm speaking of, of course, is death. It's in our nature to cling to the things we know, such as physical materials that we can hold in our hands and say, this exists, or even clinging to certain thoughts and opinions that seem to never become outdated in our lives, and therefore they carry us onward. But this clinging to the things we know only obscures our true thought's potential into the unknown. We seem to use these viewpoints as a way of not seeing the big picture, which is of course that we are all headed towards a physical end. At some point, the body we reside in, and perhaps the consciousness as well, is going to cease to exist on the level that we have come to know as ourselves. It's in this interval between our birth and our inevitable death that we lead ourselves to believe that we can exist outside of the fear of death, that great unknown. But to live in such a manner is of course not an honest existence. Our fear of death, the fear of not truly knowing for certain if we do move on after this body dies, is what causes us to concentrate on the things we can hold or to patterns of thought that result in a faith-based spiritual mindset.
0: Hey, this is Kimmy J. from the Bewitching Hour. And I'm Sheridan E. W. from Moonlighting Radio. And you're listening to the Black Cat Lounge
2: with one of our very best friends, Reverend Tim Shaw, on the para Radio Network. We love you, Tim. And we're back. We are here at the beautiful Black Cat Lounge. I just got thrown off. I had a little reverb there. And we're on the para Radio Network. And I am, of course, Reverend Tim Shaw. Today, our guest is the wonderful, the illuminating, and the melodious, sometimes very, very melodious. Gray Wolf Moon Song, <laughs> host of a Pagan Heart in Maine. Welcome back, Gray Wolf. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I love the word melodious. Lately, yeah, it's a, I, I've been using it to describe just about everything in my life lately. Melodious. I, I kind of like that word. But we're, let's yeah, you
0: get... know any any word with three or four syllables in it really is a good word. <laughs> if, if you can find a way to use any word that has more than three syllables. I, I say do it. You
2: know, I, I mean, I have trouble sometimes with one syllable words, but uh, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too, that's too funny. Hey, you know what? Let's get let's get back to the pagan community, and we're not going to get into religious dogma. But I guess what I would like to ask you is, what would you really like to see with you know, see happen within the pagan community at large?
0: Well, you know the, the, the battle has always been I think um, pagans are very individual people um, you, you always hear the old thing if you ask 10, 10 pagans what they believe you'll hear 12 different answers um, <laughs> It's,
2: it's like spiritualists, it's, it's the same way
0: <laughs> Yeah it, it, and, and we, I sit there and it's like there is no one church of paganism. There is no one... uh, And again, you you, you talk about dogma, and and it's like, what defines a pagan um, and what defines a community? Um, I guess what I see, what I would like to see personally, because I I, I think just by its individual nature, there will be no one church of paganism. There will be that being one holy seat. Um, that's just not what paganism is about. Uh paganism is about an individual path. But I think and this is just me speaking in my opinion, I think the best model for the pagan community is a fellowship. It's where you have these individual groups, you these individual circles, these globes, these these groups of, you know, there are individual witches and pagans out there. You know your solitaires. Then you have your smaller circles. Uh, the circles that, that I run, we have four families that meet for holidays. Um, and and it's a very small circle, but it's what we do. Um, I don't think there should be a governing body. I don't think there should be. And then, then we become like, like the other thing, that it's very easy to get caught up in the dogma, in the rules, in the, um, uh, in the systems. You, you start getting into the politics. Uh, I, I think that the best model for the pagan community is that of a fellowship with individual groups who each one may believe their own way of connecting with deity, but yet we can still all band together under the common belief that we hold dear. You know that that we love deity in, in all his and her forms. Whether we call deity Jehovah, whether we call deity Pananus uh, or or Demeter, or all of these names that we give to the god and goddess that we worship. Um, but the fact that we can still, as a community, get together and have a voice and, and celebrate not what I, I celebrate the diversity between us and celebrate the many ways that each of us individually and in as small groups can worship um, I don't know if that answers the question
2: well, but I, 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 that, defi- I definitely think it does uh, because uh my dear sister Marla from uh Hollywood, California, who is a solitary uh witch uh she had asked me that you know do you think that it 's a plus or minus that so many people have that group mentality and i and I feel that in order to go and flourish as a as a as a spiritual being that we can't be cattle and we can't be herded in, that we need that that, that freedom to explore, that individuality. We should be celebrating each other's uh, uh, differences rather than worrying about the self-imposed boundaries that are imposed by some organization. Uh, I, I mean, to me, I thought the whole idea behind being a pagan, or or searching for spirituality, was to be an individual and to find what fits you the best.
0: Well, we are, we each walk our individual paths. It's like you know, we each have this journey. We each walk these paths, and it's nice to find other people who are walking the same direction that we are. And I believe it's human nature that even though there's many followers who are very happy living a solitary life, there are many who would like to connect with others in the community just to have that togetherness. And, and, I, and I do believe that, that groups of people working together can raise just that much more energy in, in worship. Um, so I, I, I see it as, as I, I understand why people want to bind the community together under one umbrella, um, but yet I, I also see where where it's, uh, it's necessary to keep the individual differences to keep the the individual paths separate, so that we're not just following what one leader in a community is saying. We're not we don't have just one opinion about what we believe or what we how we should worship or what we should do. Um, we, we each lead an individual life, and each of us, when it comes right down to it, our relationship with deity is an individual. We only answer to ourselves before the God. You know, it, it doesn't matter what a group of people say. It's the individual spirit that communes with deity.
2: And people... So
0: I, that's, that's where I, I find it, and that's where I see the, the Internet... It's a double-edged sword, because it allows us, more than any other time in history, the Internet has allowed us as individuals, as as individual witches, Wiccans, pagans, as individual people following paths to communicate with each other. And you see so many groups on the Internet, and there's a danger in that, first of all, because... Anything you read, anything you see on the Internet, you have to take with a grain of salt. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of people who use faith and religion for nefarious purposes. There, there are a lot of people who just don't, you know, really get it. They're, they're in it for themselves. Um, so you have to be able to go to these places on the Internet and... And read with a grain of salt, or sometimes a a rather large saltlet, the case may be. Well, you know, people get so caught up in that that they forget that life isn't just about the computer. You need to go outside. You can meet people online, you can learn things online, but you you have to go outside and commune with nature and be part of the world around you, not just here on the net. So exactly like a sort of
2: that touch. exactly but it is it all falls under the heading of personal responsibility yes you have to be proactive in order to really develop and hone your spirituality but you have to temper it with with self responsibility and and you have to be able to go and use your common sense and understand that the deities and your god our gods whomever have granted us as a human race common sense. We're blessed with that. But people, once again, they're looking to be victims. They're looking to reflect anything that they may take or they, as... Or
0: they, want it, or they want everything handed to them.
2: Exactly. And, exactly.
0: and, and, it, and it takes work. It, 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 it's, and it's good work. It makes you stronger. B- to know what you believe and find out what you truly believe and how... To, to try, I mean, I don't believe any of us can understand. I, 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 I think deity is just that much larger that we will never really understand everything that deity has to offer us, yet it's in learning, it's in, it's in growing from this lifetime to the next that the lessons that we find, that we take with
2: us. Exactly. It's
0: that process.
2: But people, again, people... We live in a society that they they want instant gratification. They want instant karma. You know, they want all this. They they they, they want to be able to go, and they want to take the easy path. I always remember uh, an old friend I knew all through uh, grammar school and high school. I ran into him several years back, and he said, "Well, gee, so did you ever follow up? You know, I remember you were taking classes and everything, and you know, you were active in that church." Did you ever follow up? And I said, as a matter of fact, yeah, and I was ordained, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Well, what about you? And he says, Well, he says, you know, he says, I've been doing this and that. He says, and uh we got on we, we got on the uh subject of meditation and getting into the proper form to uh communicate with spirit. He pulls out what? this he pulls out this great big Rastafarian joint. And <laughs> he says, This is what I use. And I I thought to myself of course, you've had a life pattern of looking for the easy way out. You're looking always for a path that the path of least resistance. and sometimes that road to wisdom is, is a toll road, sometimes that road to wisdom is a lined with gold, and sometimes it's, a, it's, it's an old donkey path with all sorts of rocks in it, and you have to go and you have to take it. There is no shortcuts to yeah. it, you know and, and that's what people are looking for. they're looking for these shortcuts.
0: Well, I, yeah, you, you have to take everything one step at a time. And you can't... To get into a house, you should go through the door and not try and crawl through the window. <laughs> you know, it, 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 just, it just makes that much
2: sense. Especially in my neighborhood. You're you're, you're apt to get shot over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before...
0: Well, it, it's just... Yeah, it, it, it's something that
2: each...
0: Yeah, it's that old saying that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger in the same way that even though you may be walking down a rough road at times and you may sit there and look at the people around you and it's like oh man, they've got it easy you know, still that rough road is there for a reason, that you're there for a reason and there are lessons to be learned and if you look at, you know I I, I talk about Different times in my life, I, I do stories at the beginning of a lot of my podcasts about my life, and I tie to different lessons that I've learned from those stories, from those things that have happened. And it's just there's a lesson there every single time, and I may not know it at the time. It may take me years to figure it out, and some of them I may never figure it out. But there's still something there. There's still something that makes it part of who I am as a person. And, you know, it's like I spent many years in in a, in a Christian community, and that has helped me so much in the pagan community. It's given me something that, and I'm not just, even, you know, the training and the teaching that I've been able to draw over and bring to my pagan ministry and, and helping people, but. It, it, it's something that's given me a balance that, you know, a lot of people who leave Christianity for paganism sometimes they leave with a bad taste in their mouth um, and there's a lot of Christian people that look at paganism as, you know, we're of the devil but I've seen both sides of that and, I, and there was a reason for me being in the places that I was and being on the roads where I were that has brought me to understand that there's really, when it boils down to it, it boils down to the, the golden rule, really, you know, to love God, love your neighbor as yourself. And that's one of the biggest lessons that both of our communities share. Um, and, and, and as an interfaith minister, it's really helped me out.
2: Well, let's face it. I can it.
0: look back on that. and say, you know, was that what it was supposed to be at the time? Okay. No, at the time, I thought I was where I was supposed to be. And little did I know, it was where I was supposed to be, but
2: not for the reasons that I thought. Well, you know, let's let's face it, Gray Wolf. The golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, is a universal rule throughout the world. Every culture. Exactly. Every culture has something in it. Uh, There's a great... A book out by Marilyn. Uh, oh my God, McCaffrey. Oh, I can't think of her name. I'm sorry, but it's called A River. Uh, A River Flows, and it's fantastic. And in this book, McCautry. I'm sorry, Marilyn McCautry is her name. And in the book, she has examples taken from every source material of great and small religions. And every single one of them. There must be probably fifty of them in there. They all refer to the golden rule. So is this not a? That's,
0: that's one of those. That's one of those universal truths.
2: Exactly. That's and, one
0: of those things that, that everyone can grab hold of and everyone can cling to, and share. You know, that's that's why. You know, you know that's why Christians and pagans can stand together because here is a rule that both of us believe.
2: Exactly. You know, and,
0: and, and they're right. Every single culture, every single... It, it, it's something that that is universal.
2: And people miss it. It's a foundation. It's a hand. It's, it's the olive branch to each other. It is... Mm-hmm. If, if we took this and took it seriously... You wouldn't have all these communities. And and I don't have to tell you what it's like in the pagan or the metaphysical communities. It's the same in the paranormal communities. One-upmanship, jealousy. What's this one doing? What's that one doing? You know what? Treat each other equally. Don't worry about it. Be happy on the successes. Be kind on the failures. Just, Just treat people as you wish to be treated. But the problem comes in that humans by nature have this really nasty little uh, uh, problem with ego and vanity that they need this incessant uh, I don't know this this incessant need for fame to have people look at them Uh, they think that they're going to be they, they have to be the popular kid at the lunch table and many of us have rejected that and you know I feel sorry for them, because along the way, many of them will do anything, anything, to try to achieve that. And that includes really underhanded stuff, and, and bringing people down, and and, and and slandering another. And what they don't realize is that the law of karma is just sitting there, waiting, to bring it back well, to them.
0: Well, yeah, every, every action has a reaction, whether it's good or bad. Every good reaction, every bad reaction, it, it all draws down to, to action, what
2: well, we
0: do. And I see that as, as uh, well, I just totally lost my train of thought.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have that habit. I have that effect on people. But, I mean, for you're right. Every action, there is a reaction. And unfortunately, people don't realize that their reactions, what they're doing right at this moment, will have a consequence later on down the line that may not be pleasant. And what they.
0: It goes back to to everything being connected. You know, we are connected to each other. And what we do sets sets ripples up. It's like a splash splash in a pond. And every individual action that we do, you know, when I go to the grocery store and the person behind the counter looks upset or looks frazzled and everything, I still smile. You know, some people would get upset at that, and they, you know, they'd say, "Well, what's your problem?" You know, I, I don't know what this person's going through. I give them a smile. That's my connection to them at that moment. How they take it, that's that to them. But if, but if if everybody had that, if they understood that each of us is connected as human beings, as as people of this world. I mean, our our bodies are 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 made up of the elements of the earth, whether, you know, we're over here in America or whether uh, uh, you're a human being in Iran, Iraq, uh, in China, we're all made out of the same material. We're still earthlings. We're still part of Gaia. We're all connected. Everything we do in this world is connected to each other and to the world around us. And if people could wake up and get that, and people could wake up and understand that and just... And, and it takes time. It takes time to wake up. It's, 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 it, when most people, they spend their whole lives listening But if you start taking that that little thought that everything that I do, just, just take it for one day and just be aware of every action that you do throughout the day and what you're feeling, is this something that I'm doing that's selfish? Am I helping out the people around me? Is this something that I would want to have done to me? This world would be such a much more beautiful place
2: it than would it be. is.
0: You know, I, I I don't even watch the news. And I tell people, don't watch the news. Um, I tell people, you know, if you want to hear news, read a newspaper. Because you can filter what you want to watch. If you sit and watch like Fox News or... MSNBC or something like that. At the end of the day, you're going to want to go kill yourself because you think the whole world's
2: going to hell. I have to. I have to totally yeah. agree with you. After 9/11, <laughs> I think people have had a. Uh, it was a tragic event, but people have had had have had a great news overload, and they need time. It's almost as if they're getting post-traumatic stress syndrom- syndrome. Syndrome, you know, by proxy almost because people are missing the point. People need that time for our brains to go and assimilate this knowledge. Gray Wolf, we're running out of time already, my friend, so I want you to tell everyone... I have, are, are this, these subjects are just like so fantastic. I love talking to someone like you because it just like stretches my brain. You know, I mean, I have goo coming out. I have goo coming out of my ears right now. But tell everyone about your podcast and tell everyone how they can get a hold of you and, and check out your website and where they can download your podcast. Because people, seriously, if you want to hear the very best in pagan music, if you want to hear just some a beautiful, gentle person talking about his life seeing the world through his eyes, through observations, and tying him into such great, strong, and powerful lessons. I want you to listen to this man. Go ahead, graywell please.
0: Well, you, you can find my show. It's at com. And my show, what I try to do is I, I talk. I mean, that's really all it is. Uh, it started out as... Uh, uh, I thought it was just going to be a little local program up in Maine, just try and make a resource for the community to find different places. And then suddenly I started getting emails from literally around the world, and it became more. And now I have met such wonderful people in the pagan community. Uh, I try to find uh, music out there that, that... it, it, it's stuff that I like that touches me, that I think other people would like to hear, and I find a lot of artists that that maybe people haven't heard about, and I've also found artists that people have heard about, but yet it's just there's so much beauty out there, there's so much so much life out there, and I I, I just I just like sharing that, you know, um, I try to share a few things about myself. Just because I like to hear myself talk, and I figure, well, maybe other people would like to hear myself talk
2: too. <laughs> <laughs> we all like to hear ourselves um, talk. <laughs> but I, how can I, admit,
0: how- I, I? I like to also talk to people in the pagan community, in the community around us. That that just just try and introduce people to just to get those connections going. It, it's all about the connections. It's all about enjoying and living life to its fullest and, and just waking up.
2: And how can people get a hold of you?
0: Uh, they can find me at my website at Uh You can find me on my MySpace, MySpace as Grey Wolf Moonsong You can find me on Facebook as Grey Wolf Moonsong I'm also on Twitter and under uh, Grey Wolf Heart um, All of these links are also on the website as well. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a contact. You can email me from that site. Uh, I'd love to hear from all of you. Any any of you out there, would like to write? Just, you know, uh, go ahead contact me. That'd be great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Gray Wolf, it's been a real pleasure having you on tonight. It really is. You are a light. There are certain people out there that uh, are those who... I believe maybe the new light of the world, maybe uh people who add that one pebble that help
0: now, now, don't don't embarrass
2: me now. No no I'm not embarrassing I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> the one pebble that helped build the temple. I mean we're all part of it. And that's what you, and that's what I love. Grey Wolf, please stay on the line till after the show so I can thank you properly. And I gotta say many thanks, my friend, and blessed be. And thank thank you
0: for having me on. Blessed
2: be. My good friends my very good friends. This afternoon, I was sort of having a hard time with the words to my latest literary project, and uh, I have to say, it was as if I hit that special place that only writers seem to go, when they run out of steam, and their enthusiasm wanes. At first, I kind of thought that perhaps I had really, well, well, I've been, you know, listening to myself much too much, so, you know, I had to sit, and I had to sit and, really think about what was going on. However, unfortunately, spirit had another idea for me. In a vision, it showed me a mirror, and I was forced to look at myself in the harsh light of day. Good friends, I realized it was only then that I knew that I was the one that was stopping myself from being creative. It was only then that I realized that it was I who limited myself. It was only then that I realized that I was looking for an excuse to walk away when I was challenged to actually think. I realized that no matter what, my friends, I was only as good as my intent. So I lit a candle, I reaffirmed that intent, and guess what? The words opened as if through blocked floodgates. What is it that Spirit wanted to tell all of you tonight? That's simple. Be proactive in your endeavors, my friends. Focus. And when you all hit the wall, when you don't think you can go on, lift your hand in the air and grab for spirit. Because spirit in this life will be the only thing that will never, ever fail you. Spirit is what we need to be creative, to be better people, and to seek the truth for the world. And lastly, to succeed. As spirit tells me, and I tell all my students, don't think, let go, be happy. And just be. This has been the Reverend Tim Shaw, my friends, and you've been listening to the Black Cat Lounge here on the Para X Radio Network. You have been listening to the Black Cat Lounge on the Para X Radio Network. Ghosts, poltergeists, and witchcraft. All things that go bump in the night. If you're looking for someone to give a presentation about the paranormal for your next organizational conference or event, then look no further. The Reverend Tim Shaw is a paranormal investigator and spirit medium with over 25 years in the field. If it's a metaphysical topic that you're interested in, just email the Reverend Tim at... Black Cat Lounge 1 at yahoo.com or call area code 716-480-2231. And remember, what is paranormal today is the truth of tomorrow. So let's learn about it now.
0: You have been listening to the Black Cat Lounge on the ParaX Radio Network.